Welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. My name is Luke Miller, your host. We've got a great interview for you today. Tile Money is strengthening the tile industry. We're doing this with our business discussions and education designed for contractors by contractors. This education is assisting tile contractors around the world to build sustainable, profitable businesses. The result is a stronger industry from the installer up. Today, I've got a great discussion lined up for you. I just got off the uh, video with Megan Rink. She is a fireball. She is a tile contractor in the state of Idaho. She is newer to the industry. She's been uh, an apprentice for a couple years, and and because of her circumstances, it it was best for her to go out on her own, and it's a great story. She's a a new business, but she is just uh, doing really well for herself. Uh, Her name is, or excuse me, her business name is Mosaics with an X, Mosaics CDA on Facebook is where Megan Rink hangs out, and she's been participating in some of the Facebook groups. And um, you can follow her there, check out her work, and see what she has to say. She's got a lot of good things to say, positive things on social media. This conversation was really good, and I know you guys are going to really enjoy it. And I'm mixing things up here a little bit. I'm doing the introduction after I do the actual interview. So um, <laughs> so forgive me for uh, trying something new here if it didn't come out right. All right, so before we get to Megan's interview, though, I do want to thank the sponsors of the show. We have regular sponsors of Tile Money that help to keep the lights on and help me to continue having these discussions and interviews. The NTCA, the National Tile Contractors Association, is one of our sponsors, and that can be your most valuable resource as a tile contractor. We talk about the NTCA with uh, the Megan. Today I talked about it, and I, I talked about some of the benefits and some of the things that she's really excited about. She just ordered her guidebook as well as her um, NTCA handbook, and she is so excited to get into those. Uh, I know you're really going to enjoy that discussion because... For 50-some years, the NTCA has been uh, the Tile Contractors Association. So if you have a question about tile or the business of tile, they are your go-to source. So think about becoming a member today if you're not already. Ladycrete International, another sponsor of ours. Ladycrete is one of the leading innovators in the tile installation materials world. They are literally credited with inventing Thinset and winning the World Trade Center contract for providing that lightweight solution. Back before Thinset was a thing, they were doing uh, you know, dry pack, wet set, and it was two, usually an inch and a half, two inches thick with, with the marble. And so by inventing Thinset... Uh, They were able to keep that weight down for the World Trade Centers, which allowed it to become the world's tallest buildings at the time. Ladycrete is a family-run, privately-held company with family values that you can feel, whether you're talking to the reps in the field all the way up to the family members that are still working in the business. You can catch uh, David Rothberg at the coverings and surfaces and pretty much uh, TSP, you know, pretty much all the tile shows. Super cool company. Uh, GoBoard is another one of our sponsors. I'd like to thank GoBoard. They're an innovative tile backer board manufactured by Johns Manville. Discover the possibilities with this easy-to-cut and handle waterproof product. It's very lightweight. It's durable. You can carry a bunch of boards up the steps in one trip. You can seal those joints and fastener penetrations using GoBoard Pro Sealant to achieve an ANSI A118 Point one compliant installation. GoBoard Pro Sealant is now available in 20-ounce sausage packs. Ask your distributor to bring them in 
Prep is everything. Without solid prep, what do you got? Not much. Learn more at jm.com slash goboard. And finally, I'll put a shout out to my company, happytileguy.com. Happytileguy.com is where tile contractors are getting professional websites fully uh, SEO optimized for lead generation for your online hub for your business. So head over to happytileguy.com if you need a website. All right, Megan. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, can you give the audience, you know, your overview of how you got into tile and, uh, you know, around how long ago that was your first experience with tile and how that went? So I've been in it for two years professionally. Um, one year owning my business and one with two different mentors. But a year before that, I just knew a guy and I was grouting for him, helping him grout. And I started noticing that I was picking apart his work, mm. but I didn't know enough about tile to really say anything to them. So I just kept it all mental. Yeah. And then the further along that he would get setting more floors and just the more that I would do things with him, I started noticing how easy it just seemed that it would be or that it was. And then later on down the road, I, I split ties with him. He didn't need any help anymore. And then later on down the road, I needed a better job. And I was on Craigslist, found a guy that needed some help, called him, and he ended up being the old boss of mm. my friend. He remembered me because, obviously, you're going to remember a female that came and helped. Yeah. Um, just that would seem to me. Sure. It's, and, it's, it's, uh, yeah, that, that would be normal. Cause it's, uh, highly men, you know, most, mostly men working in the field. So yes, definitely male dominated. And so he said, I uh, remember you automatically. He was in a huge hotel in Coeur d'Alene where I'm from and he was super desperate. He said, look, take 25 bucks, go get a trowel, a five in one and some knee pads and meet me at the job site on Monday. And I met him at the job site. <laughs> Nice. Eager to work. And so are you yes. still working with, with him today? No, I, I left him about six months after I realized that I started noticing I, I'm a self-starter. And so mm -hmm. I started noticing things that he was doing wrong. And I started getting a little uncomfortable with it because it's, I, you would think that it's very specific that if you're doing it wrong, you learn how to do it right and you stop doing it wrong. Right. And in, a lot of people are not like that. And yeah. so I started asking questions. He didn't like that. I've always been very business driven. And so I would always want to ask the superintendents and talk to different people that he had working for him. And he was always trying to keep me quiet. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that either. Right. And so I'm very outspoken, very driven. And so I just saw a I saw an inn somewhere else. We were working with a builder and I talked to the superintendent. And I said, am I good enough to go on my own? He said, no, obviously not. You don't know enough about the business, but he connected me with my then my new mentor mm. and he, he gave me his number. We connected and I worked for him for another probably nine months. Mm. And then he sort of helped me, because this new mentor was all about get your license, get insurance, you know, workman's comp so we can do big builders. He really wanted, he wanted you to start being independent. That's cool. Yes. Okay. And then I actually went on vacation with my son, came back, and my new mentor had 
contracted me with a, like subcontracted me with a design center. Mm -hmm. And that's who I work for today. And shortly after, about a week after I contracted with the design center, I decided to get my business name and get a platform so that I can start building the name. Cause I know that I want to build an empire. I don't just want to be just a single. Yeah. And so I, open mosaics, got all the licensing to do the business. And I've just been working on my own ever since I recently split with that mentor a few months ago. Hmm. Um, so it just has been me ever since. Yeah. That's really cool, Megan. That's a great story. It, you really grab, grab it and run with it. And I, I love your independence and, you know, just knowing and having confidence in yourself, Hey, I can do this and looking and observing it sounds like you're very observant and and talkative on the job site and asking the right questions and you know you have that hustle why, why where does that hustle come from you said you have a boy how, how old your son i have a five-year-old mm-hmm. he's it's just been him and i since he was one. Oh wow and that is probably my hustle that's it yeah you've got you've got yes. to bring home the bacon and make it too huh Wow. I have to have that man paycheck to be able to stabilize everything and do it on my own. It's just been me and him and I don't have a lot of help. I do have support. Mm-hmm. They're just not in my area. So I have my parents and, and friends and family. They just aren't very close to me. And so I, and I really love the area that I live in. And so I just needed to be able to be independent. And I liked tile because it was also creative Mm-hmm. and I'm always, I'll get bored very quickly and then I'll want to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. And so I'll find something else and tile. There's just never enough. Yeah. yeah. And I like that about it. Yeah. You're not going to get bored. Um, I mean, no. unless you get into some track homework, but it doesn't sound like that's where you're headed. You, you... I did that, but no. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's good to cut your teeth on and, and learn and, and get the basics down. But it sounds like you, you use that word empire, which I want to dig into here in a little bit, but let's back up here. Tell us, um, what your career was before, before tile. I was in the medical field. I started out as a receptionist for a small doctor's office that was local and I didn't really have any experience. My mother went there. She got me the job and I learned so much very quickly that I moved myself up to working in a few different doctor's offices over the years. I ended up being a medical administrator for an eye surgery center. Mm. And I remember being there and trying to think of any way that I could advance in that because I was just getting good at my job. But then I started getting bored desk job too. You're sitting Mm -hmm. down all day and that's so boring. (laughs) And it's to me at least. And I, I realized that there was really nowhere to go. Mm. There was no up. There was always going to be that cap. It was not a lot of money in my area. And I just, there was no future in it. And I'm doing the numbers at home going, I'm not going to take a vacation for 10 years. Yeah. And I can't do anything with my son. And it's, it's living paycheck to paycheck, that wage slavery. And I wanted to really have something. I just knew that there had to have been something else that I could do that would really get me out of that cap and that wage slavery. Mm -hmm. And that's when I decided to leave and start my bag business thinking I could do that. And I'd been doing bags for a long time. Um, but tell, tell the audience what sort of bags in case they're interested. So, oh yeah, they're, they're 
therapy bags like your grandmother used to make the rice bags. Mm-hmm. But I came up with a design for one that goes around your neck. And so I, the design is all me and I have five different designs. I call myself the bag lady. And that was, it's a sort of an inside joke between myself and my mother who had passed away. And so I I named it that for her just as the inside joke. And I did that for a long time because it was a stay at home thing. I could do it my way all online. I have bags in two different stores in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho Mm -hmm. that sell. And I talk to them periodically. And then it just got to be that grind that was super boring. I capped out because it's not me. It's not really something that I could bring other people in and sew these bags. I'm very perfectionist, so I don't trust anyone touching anything that I'm doing. Okay. And so, so that's when I decided that I was going to look into something else to kind of get out of the situations that I was in, money starting to add up, bills and all that, and really to transcend into that new stage of life, getting older and having a child, I needed more money. And that's when I contacted the contractor from Craigslist. Nice. And so far, I mean, has it been a good decision? I mean, are you, are you, are things looking up financially and all that? Yeah. Yes. Good, good. Absolutely. Um, very terrifying mm. in different aspects, but, and it's definitely more money than I've ever made in my life. I don't really, I don't make anywhere close to anything that these other guys are making, but it's definitely, I see the progression already. Mm-hmm. I'm being able to take care of a lot of things and I couldn't. My son doesn't suffer for anything. He has everything he wants. Every, well, everything he needs. Sure, sure. And Good. most of what he wants. Good. And it's only getting better. Every job I can charge a little more. I'm starting to perfect little things to where I, I feel comfortable mm-hmm. being able to go out on my own more. And it's it's definitely a, a roller coaster ride. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Um, but good for you. I mean, you've got to do what you've got to do as a single mother. Um, I'm sure, you know, you're able to, uh, you know, it's interesting, everything you were looking for in describing your personality, you know, perfectionist, I heard you say, you know, you're looking for create, you know, creative outlets, you're looking to, you know, you don't just want to sit there and do the same repetitive thing. And it's funny, because when you, when uh, the more tile people you meet, you're going to realize oh, these people, you know, the more and more you, you dive into this industry, which you have been doing online, you're going to meet people and say like, we're sisters, we're brothers. You know, it's, it's so funny yeah. because we're, we're all similar personalities and similar drive, you know, when it comes to, you know, why we, we ended up in tile, um, which is so cool. But, you know, I, I've got to hand it to you. You're, you're kicking butt. Um, but you mentioned this thing in empire. You said, I don't want to stay small. I want to build an empire. What describe empire? Cause everybody's definition of empire or success is different, right? So what is your definition of, of your success? Well, my, so I have a very specific reason why I want to do that. And my grandfather passed away when I was 13. He always used to tell me though, when I was a child that you don't have to be the best at what you're doing, but you want to sit at the same table. Mm. And so to me, that was always really anything I did. I would always say, okay, I don't want to be the best because that's who everyone is going to for answers. And if you're the best, you always have to have an answer, but you can sit at the same table and you'll, you'll be an amazing company and you'll grow just by being around those people. And so the empire statement 
when I started, I realized I'm going to cap out because I'm only one person, especially now I'm just starting out building my tools. I don't have a truck. I just work out of my car Mm -hmm. and it's working so far. It's working great. I actually bought my car to fit my tile saw, not the other way around. Nice. Nice. What'd you get? And so, um, I have a Honda Accord, a 2007 Honda Accord. It has the biggest trunk I could find. And I have a little seven inch cobalt saw. Just my dad bought me when I first started, it's still going strong and it fits perfectly in there. Nice. Nice. But I knew, I knew that I really just, I finally found what I'm going to do when I grow up, even though I'm 33, about to be 34. And I never thought I would find what I was going to do. And I always knew that when I did find that, that I would want to just explode with Mm -hmm. it and really make, make a difference, not only in my life, but in my son's life has, have something to leave him. That's very important for me. Mm -hmm. And so that's sort of where that empire came from is that I want him when he grows up to have something to look at his life and be like, that's my mom or that's, that's my life. That's what I want to do. And also there's so, there's so much that you can do with it. And I really wanted to, until I started adding myself on these websites and the Facebook pages, I really didn't see the community and the attention to building each other up and I had no idea what the CTI was had no idea what NCTA was uh, or NTCA and um, I I realized that there's so much further that I can go mm-hmm. and I can really spend a couple years grinding learning everything that I can and then hopefully bring a couple people on mm-hmm. that want to learn something and be able to train them well because I have not seen yet in my career anyone that can set tile as perfectly as I can. Now Mm. they're doing it, and that's a little egotistical, but they're prepping better and they're faster, And but the ambition and the caring really isn't there. They learned it at a certain level, and then they stopped learning. Mm. And that, to me, it really is a shame because there are so many people, male and female, that would be able, would be amazing in this industry, but they need someone that can teach them well. Mm. And then that would benefit their lives as much as it has mine. And so to be able to learn it for myself and then progress to where I can bring other people on, change their lives, show females out there that they can be strong and independent, show my son that he that we got this <laughs> yeah. and, and then eventually I just have bigger plans to be that big tile contractor in the area that everyone wants to go to. They want to work with you. They'll wait for you. You have employees that you care about and you take care of. You can show them how they're supposed to be treated. Mm. You can at that point really get into your community You can do sponsorships and and all the crazy things that people do for their schools and just the people around. And it's so much more than just tile. And so I really wanted to have something that I could build to be able to be that person. Yeah. And tile is definitely, definitely something that is going to progress it to where that I can, I can be that person. 
That's really cool. Uh, what I'm hearing is, I mean, yes, you want to be successful, but you also want to leave an impact, make an impact and, and leave a legacy for your son, for, for other people, for employees. And, and you mixed in the community. You talked about sponsoring maybe little league or, you know, different, different yeah. things. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things that really got me fired up. Cause I, I fell into that category where I was just going through the motions. Like you say, a lot of these, you know, tilers you see out there, um, so far you've, you've noticed it's almost like they're just going through the mo motions and, you know, maybe that's, uh, you know, my, my, my boss always used to say, I'm a machine, I'm a machine. And he ground that into me. You just got to keep going and just keep putting out this tile, you know, one, one after another. And I think everybody goes through that, um, where they lose their zeal or lose their passion and from the sounds of it, you want to inspire people to retain that through their career um, and really be the best they can be, not just for themselves, you know, not just for the industry. Of course, it's good for the industry, but also for their families and, and their communities as well. That's cool. Yes. That's that's really cool. How so how big is Coeur d'Alene? Um, number wise, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe 150,000, 200,000. It's really not. It's getting bigger though. Yeah. It's right outside of Spokane, Washington. Oh, so right, it's about right. 30 miles. Yeah. It's 30 miles from Spokane. So, but it's the, um, I think last year it was the number one area for real estate in the country. Right. Everyone wants to live here. Yeah. Everyone wants to be here because it's so beautiful. I live three blocks from the lake. So nice. I live in the right in the heart of downtown mm -hmm. and it's, it's not a very big downtown area, but just a lot of, a lot of heart though here. Mm -hmm. And a lot of natives have stayed here, lived here their whole lives. I've been here 15 years. I've all, I've moved away. I've lived in Seattle, Portland. I always come back yeah. and it's just, it's just harmony here. Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. I've heard nothing. But, a lot of progression. Well, that's good. I've heard nothing but good about it. Um, is it a, a ski a ski village close to a ski resort? Yes. Nice. Yes. Nice. We have Schweitzer in Washington, and then there's a couple other other mountains around here. I don't do i I can barely walk on my two feet, let alone ski. But <laughs> that's why people want to be here because in the winter it's amazing all of the things that you can do. Yeah. In the summer there's the lake and there's hiking trails and hunting and camping, fishing. It's really just it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really cool. It sounds like you're in a great spot, and uh, you know those those types of communities are typically really good for tile setters, tile contractors, especially you know if you focus on the artwork. A lot of those ski resort style homes or lake style homes, they want something extra in their home because when they go, you know, a lot of them are going to have steam rooms or you know saunas and all this extra tile, maybe some mosaics and things of that nature. How has the reception been in your local community to, you know, seeing this new female tile contractor? Uh, what, what's it been like? Are you booked out? Um, people give you dirty looks so, or happy to see you. What's going on? Um, I was just talking about this the other day. I get called tile Barbie <laughs> or tile princess. That was the first nickname I ever yeah. had. Yeah. I'm a little different to see on the job sites because I wear pink shirts. Um, right now I'm wearing my GTP shirt. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I, I love this thing. Yeah. I, I wear bright pink shirts 
and all my tools are pink. Any my tape is pink. My shoes are pink. Hard hat. And so, and I'm right now because I'm on my own and I don't have a mentor to work with directly. I am subcontracted for a design center. Mm -hmm. And my big account is called Aspen Custom Homes. It's a builder in the area. And they meet, they're not track homes. They meet with the homeowner. They pick a specific home mm -hmm. that they want. But then they design the tile themselves. And so coming into the design center, all of the designers are females. Mm -hmm. But I'm the only female that has ever been contracted with them ever. Yeah. And so, but they heard about me and thought, you know, this is really cool. They met with me and my personality, uh, they, they liked that. They thought we can probably try you out. Mm. And I was already, I already had a rapport with Aspen Homes and they just liked the way that I handled people. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely, so for the homeowners, it's very humbling for them because I feel like they are more comfortable with me. Mm. I have, I study psychology on the side, so I have a very good way of talking to really anyone in any station. I can talk to old, young, mm. new, it doesn't matter who you are, I can yeah. get the nice. point through. Yeah. And so the builders, they love me because they're, I can make the craziest of homeowners happy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and my work is very specific. I take my time. I'm the slowest person that does install, mm. but that's because I really want to make sure that the end result, you can go in with a fine tooth comb and find a half of a mistake. Yeah. And then the next job, I won't be making that mistake anymore. So they like me on that side. On the employee side, it's a little rough mm -hmm. because I am a female. I, but like I said, I just wear pink construction shirts and jeans, mm -hmm. nothing fancy. My hair is in a ponytail. I do wear makeup because I own my business. Absolutely. And so I am very professional yeah. when it comes to that. And I think that that's what, that's what's the hardest thing for them to deal with is my professionalism because I'm, because unfortunately being a female in the industry, you can imagine walking into a job site with a bunch of men, yeah. how they're going to be or react. Mm -hmm. They react a certain way until they find out that I own my business, that I'm a contractor and I'm a serious game player. So then that sort of takes a little bit of it away. And then when they realize I'm not here to, do anything but tile. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm not here to flirt or, or for any other reason, just then to earn my living and do my yeah. job. Yeah. And then that kind of cuts the other side of it out to where now they can kind of look at me as just one of the guys. Yeah. yeah. So it takes, it takes a little bit of time. Hmm. Now I have a really good rapport with certain areas of the industry in the air, in my community a lot of people don't know me yet. And so they see me and they like, what are you doing here? But then because I've had so much work and I've done so many things, they just go, they can go on my business page, see that I know what I'm doing. I've got tons of jobs, tens, twenties, you know, and I've done certain things for really big name builders. And so that's where I'm starting to see people calm down about the fact that I'm even female. I don't even think they notice anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just not a big deal anymore. But at first it was definitely, you have to have a hard skin and you have to take everything with a grain of salt and just know that you're there for a reason. 
and it doesn't matter what they think. Mm-hmm. And anybody that has told me that I'll never make it is crying in a corner somewhere. You proved them wrong. Thinking, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I love it. And as long as you can get past those certain things and really just don't take advantage of the situation, you kind of already have an in being a female. Mm-hmm. But they are going to look at your work 10 times harder than mm. any guy. And that's the one thing is, is I am picked apart. However, anything that anyone has ever said is I'm slow and I talk a lot. <laughs> Never anything about my work. Yeah, they can't. So it's always something. Really, you, I, yeah. <laughs> when you were telling me about your outfit, your pink outfit and, and you know, your professionalism and I, I'm thinking in my head, Heck yeah, Megan has to be 10, 10 times more professional. Her clothes have to be 10 times more put together. And people are still going to talk smack. They're going to, you know, some people are going to say like, oh, look at her. She thinks she's, you know, she's being more professional or she's, her clothes are too clean, you know, but it, it, you can't, you know, you, you can't win with some people. So it's best just to ignore them and go about your business and earn the respect and earn the, you know, um, you know, the, I guess, just prove them, prove, prove yourself yeah. in time. And people who maybe they're a little bit standoffish, maybe they were shocked to see you come up in the, you know, pink shirt and pink pants and all that. Did you say pink boots, pink boots? Uh, no, just not. I just wear regular jeans, but my okay. shoes are pink. I have pink oh, converse. That's what I, oh, that's what I thought you said. Pink shoes. Okay. Got it. Got it. Pink converse and a pink shirt. And trust me, by the end of the day, I, nothing is clean. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. I'm covered in mud. So you're a tile setter. You're a real tile setter. I'm a tile setter. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, that's funny. Yeah. I forgot to ask when we started, how much time did you have today? We've been going about 25 minutes. Do you have some more time or? Tons of time. Oh, good. Um, I wanted to ask about the speed thing. You said, you know, you admit you're slow. I mean, that's standard with most people coming into this trade. That's standard with a lot of, I mean, a lot of people who stay in this trade for years and years will just say, I'm slow. And that's, you know, that's okay. But what has the reception been specifically? I mean, I know kind of where you said it's okay, but what blocks, you know, what, what did people say and what did you reply to kind of get over that, especially I'm thinking with contractors because contractors are typically like, Hey, there's a deadline. There's somebody coming after you, this and that and the other. So I really never care what Mm. people say. Mm. Um, That is half of the reason why I'm able to be stable footed now. And the grind that I've put on is, is coming to building something. Mm -hmm. I just, was open with it when I went to the design center and I told them I'm not as fast as any of these people, but my quality is going to be if better or standard with theirs, if not better. Mm -hmm. And the way that I handle myself and, and the business side of things, it's going to be worth it to just let me take a little bit of time to make sure that I'm doing things correctly. And then I have seen myself progress faster and faster as times go on. Layouts were always the hardest. They took a couple hours for me to be able to go into a shower and do a layout because I really want everything to be perfect. Now that I've done, you know, 25 of these showers and 25 of these showers, it's super easy now. So Mm -hmm. I am getting faster. I find that every time I get faster at something, something else comes up and I'm always having to go back and research and then learn how to do it and then 
it's always the learning curve that's the hardest. But at first, the tile setters are told, especially with the custom homes, you're supposed to be out by a certain time. So, yes, they give you two, three weeks, depending on the house that you're in. Mm-hmm. And I would never, never make it out in time. Yeah. But because I have never had a call back, I've never had any issues with homeowners. None of the contractors complain about me. In fact, I've built great relationships with yeah. most of the owners of the contractor companies and all that and they don't care Mm -hmm. because of the way that I look at tile and the seriousness that I put into my work Mm -hmm. no one cares as long as I'm out before the carpet guys they don't care Mm -hmm. and so it really I think I beat myself up more than anything else yeah and so I think that I'm the one that's like I'm sorry I'm slow I'm sorry I'm slow but I also haven't contracted a lot, a lot on my own. Mm-hmm. And so that is something that I'm starting to break into little by little right now because I do work for a design center. I have solid work. I'm booked for until the end of time. Yeah. And they always tell me, don't take anything because at this point, they bounce me around from different designer because they all want to work with me now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm never, I could literally work with them for the rest of my life, but that I just see that as a cap Mm -hmm. and I don't like that. I really want, I don't get to do any of the things that I'm seeing on these websites. I don't get to do any scribing or like recess pans or envelope folds or really mosaic stuff. I don't really get to do a lot of those things because it's specific to the one builder. Mm -hmm. And so those are the things that I'm starting to break out and do side work just to be able to handle a contract on my own. And that's where I'm seeing it's probably going to bite me in the butt a little bit. I have to be better with scheduling and Mm -hmm. I'll be in here on this day. I'll be out of here on this day. So having the subcontracting homes that, no one lives in the homes or anything. That's also where I'm getting my scheduling Mm -hmm. dialed in because then I'm, I'm working with certain contractors. I'm letting them know when I'm going to be in, when I'm going to be out. But then it's also, I keep track of everything. So it's a timing thing. Like how long is the shower going to take me? Where can I improve? Mm -hmm. So that when I do start, when I eventually a couple years down the road, leave the subcontracting, I know that I'm not going to be that slow person anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. It's, it's, it's great that you're trying new things and pushing yourselves and yourself and trying these things. Let me ask you, I I just want to back up a little bit on the, um, on the, you know, the things that you want to do, some envelope cuts, some, some mosaics, you know, different neat things. Did you say, I, I mean, I understand there's basically one builder in charge, right? But he, there's this design group that that builder uses. Yes. So have you, have you brought some of these designs to the designers and said, can you sell, if you can sell this, I can install it. So they, I have. Okay. And the problem with it is, and I don't personally, it doesn't personally bother me because I'm still learning, but right, right. I've actually brought different designs to my designer mm-hmm and said, can we do this instead? Mm -hmm. But I don't get paid for it. Right. right. So that's the problem is that, and I have brought it to them, but until I am actually able to sit down with the owner herself, 
they would have to, they have a specific way of how they handle the contracts with Aspen Homes, the builder. And so I don't know if Aspen would have to start charging more yeah, right, for their right. homes. Yeah, yeah. And I would have to be able to be faster at what I'm doing now. And so bringing up a lot of those other things is not, I've been looking into it. Um, yeah, but yeah. a lot of, a lot of things that I do that, the other contractors don't. I do a lot of stonework with pebbles mm -hmm. and I do pebble bands. I set everything individually and that was just a personal decision. A mm -hmm. lot of the guys in the design center set them on the sheets and you can see the sheet lines right. and I don't think it looks great. Yeah. And so just to up that standard, but then I also, I do stonework in the back of niches and I do stonework on benches. And a lot of that is me going to my designer and saying, will you ask them if they would be okay if I did this? Yeah. And nine times out of 10, they're like, well, is it going to cost anything extra? No, then go ahead. Yeah. And my perspective on that is because I, I've never scribed before, but mm. I'm dying to try. I have tons of tile in my house. I might actually sit down and just do something of my own. There you go. But until I can, because I started out from nothing, I had no experience, and then working with the mentors that I had that never did those things, mm -hmm. I have to almost show my work first. It's very counterintuitive. Right. I have to be able to have the pictures and the experience to be able to even tell them to change their contracts right. and right. to change the narrative when it comes to how they want to pursue installing tile in their homes. And so... It's almost, I pick my battles and I say, we can change this, we can change this. But at this point, it's still, I just hit over a year with them. So I'm just now getting to where they trust yeah. what I do and yeah. how I run myself. So it's all, it's all a process, but I do have a plan yeah. to go to them and try and expand a little, but my hands are sort of tied. That's why I'm working on more projects on my own yeah, because yeah. then I can tell the homeowners do whatever you want and I will install it. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I'll get into the, the crazy stuff that I've been seeing. Well, I, I, some, yeah, exactly. And I think what I've noticed, you know, I used, cause I used to think, man, I wish I could do this or that, but nobody was, you know, nobody was, first of all, nobody's selling it in the, so if nobody's selling it to the consumers locally, they don't know about it. Um, yeah. Once in a while you'll get a consumer or a homeowner who will, you know, text you pictures and be like, I, I found it on Pinterest. I love it. Can you do it? And it's, you know, it's something different. It's, it's something modern, something new, you know, really forward. But for the most part, they're going to go to their local shop and trust their local designers. So I do want to just encourage you, you're on the right track. Just keep working with these designers, keep showing them things. And then yes, get in the built with the builder say, Hey, for $500 extra, we can do envelope cuts or whatever the price that you come up with is, you know, for, for this amount extra, we, you know, do, do you know, you got to upsell the heat, you got to upsell the design, everything you can. And as you transition, if, if you do transition into more consumer or some consumer work, some homeowner work, that's what you're going to find is. You can go in there and do a shower, but if you can upsell them two, three, four thousand dollars, you know, with heat, with uh, you know, niches, with mosaics, maybe you're partnering with some mosaic artists like Angie Halford and getting her to send you little things, or you're doing it yourself, or you know, you have another connection. Um, 
all of a sudden, you know, you turn that standard five, $6,000 job into seven or, you know, nine or $10,000 just because of upsells and really listening. And it sounds, you know, that's one thing I meant to comment on too. It was so incredible to hear you say like, they, they chose me and wanted me because of my communication skills is, is essentially what you said. You know, I can communicate with the homeowners. They're happy with me. I, I can, you know, be professional on the job. That's 99% of it. You know, showing up and being able to communicate clearly and effectively is 99% of the job. Yes. You sell yourself before you sell the tile. Yeah. It's true. It's true. People buy from people. Now, when you talked about you know, getting, uh, you know, way back to when you were first starting your apprenticeship and you noticed things were wrong, but you kind of just kept them to yourself. Did you start researching? Where did you turn YouTube, Google, Facebook? Where did, you know, did you, how did you find the NTC? How did you find these higher standards? So I am never okay with just answers that don't make sense. Mm. And so I was starting to go to the other setters at the tile, uh, the, the design center Mm. and it really just no one really had any drive in this area you only see a certain amount of things that the tile setters are even doing and once they learn how to do tile they're like that's it I don't really care and a lot of the problems that homeowners find are that they want these really cool installations but that installers just don't know how to do it and Mm. they don't want to because they don't want to take the time to right and it's just too difficult. They're like, I'm making enough money. It's not a big deal. They, they are okay with the cap. I'm not okay with the cap. So, yes, I was talking to another a flooring installer. He's my current mentor now. I, I don't work with him, but I can talk to him, and I can go to coffee and pick his brain. Mm. And so I work with him, and he, he got me connected with Misfit Tylers on mm. Facebook, And then through Misfits, I started meeting so many people. I've just been, my Facebook has blown up with new friends. Mm -hmm. And through there, I found GTP, Global Tile Posse. And through those two, and then Tile Money, obviously, with you. And through those three, I just am on there. I would get home and I would go on there every single day and just read every single post, every comment, every, it, and just dive into, wow, that's a scribe. What is that? You know? And then, yeah, of course, look it up on Facebook. The hard thing about Facebook is that you don't know who's really a setter and what, who's really a setter and who's just doing it from their home. And so I really like the bigger groups because it seems like those are most tile setters. And if you post something and it's not right, you're going to have 10 comments of how to do it right. Right. And there really is so much education. And the, so that's been helpful. The way that's been helpful. So, oh, so helpful. Yeah. And then through that, I've connected with a lot of people online and I am becoming friends with a lot of them messaging and talking about what blade do I use here? What do I do for this? What do I do for that? I was just on the phone the other day with someone talking about tile for a couple hours and just, just really the education from those guys that have been doing it 15, 20, 25 years. They're not afraid to put their business out there on the, the, the pages because they know they're doing it correctly. Mm-hmm. Those guys that are pushing themselves and females also tons of females. And I love that. Um, all those people that are just, what can I do that's better? What can I do that's better? And you find them. 
And it's so inspiring. And so then in the area, we don't know about the CTI. Mm -hmm. I learned that from, I think, I think either GTP or Misfits. I learned that there's such thing as a CTI. And I looked at that and I'm always about being very professional and getting the licenses that are necessary because a lot of setters in this area, they don't even have a business license. Mm -hmm. They don't even have insurance. And it's insulting because I pay for my insurance every month and I pay for my license, you know, and I really take this seriously because that's what the owners deserve. And so when I found out about the CTI, I'm starting to research it. I actually just spoke with you about the two books that I just got. Nice. The, I got the NTCA, um, TCNA the manual got, yep. or, and then the TCNA uh, manual also. I just ordered those. So they're going to be here any, any day. I'm so excited. Right. And there's just no education for that kind of stuff out here. Mm-hmm. And unless you reach out yourself, you just wouldn't know. Yeah. And it's so sad, but also if you start a business on your own and you want to be in town, you sort of have to be a self-starter unless you have a mentor that's really pushing you. And so I was thankful enough that I am a self-starter, but also I'm very thankful that the regulations in Idaho are so lax and only for myself though, not for other <laughs> right, people. Right, right, right. Let's change were, it. <laughs> let's, let's say that at yeah, least. Your grandfathered in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already in. So now you can change it. We can go to the, the, the politics through it and That's we can real get talk. everything changed. That's real talk. But, but I would, cause it was really, it was like, a, like a hundred, two hundred dollars, just and I'm for, a tile contractor, and that's it. And, and that's it. So it's one or two hundred dollars to the city or state or whatever to get your contractor's yeah. license. And um, that's right, because yeah, because Branson, Idaho, and he was saying how easy it is and how stupid it is. Yes. And here, most that's of these, what I was speaking yeah, with about it. Right. We were talking about that's it. Right. Yes. And here, most of the, your competition. They don't even they don't even pay the one or two hundred a year, so they're not going to probably have insurance. They're not going to have so it's it's not only insulting to you, but from the get from the time you're putting together your bid, it's not apples to oranges. I mean, you're the client, yeah. you know, eh, one or two hundred bucks in insurance is not going to make that big of a deal deal, but it's more about the mindset because now what else are they skipping? What, what other shortcuts in business and an in installation are they cutting in order to speed up the process or, you know, uh, you know, it, it happens. I mean, that's how we get to all these failures. And it's really that mindset, the person who, yes, I want the business license, whether it's hard or difficult, I'm going to go for it. I mean, you, we joke and you kid, and that was uh, cool that you're, you know, honest about that. And, and it's kind of a funny thing, like, let's change it now. And, that, and I'm glad it was easy for me, but knowing you and just, just talk, me. yeah, but just talking <laughs> to you for these 40 minutes, you wouldn't have let, uh, you know, if, if you had to become a CTI before your license or some other t- test, like in California, they have a good, a good hard test. You would have put the time in it's four years in California. And I know uh, it yeah. seems like you would have just did what you had to do and worked your way up. Um, yeah. So that's, that's super cool. So did you become an NTCA member also, or, or just order the books for now? So I just ordered the books. I'm still, it's so hard because I just want to do everything at once. Yeah. And I, I talked to someone about taking the CTI. He said, don't take it yet. 
we talked a little bit about where I was at in the business. He's like, don't take it yet. It's painful. Yeah, yeah. And, and I completely understand that part. And that's where, that's what really drove me to go and get the couple manuals. I mm-hmm. did look at the membership. I'm not going to do it this year. I'm going to try and do it next year. I spoke with a couple people on the phone about it, uh, in NTCA and I just can't, I can't yeah. afford it. And yeah, I don't yeah. think it would really I know it would benefit me, but I know it would benefit me further when I have more education and maybe I have an employee or two Yeah. because then that's where I'm really spending big money right now. I'm just looking to soak up as much education as I can. And I do have a very solid business plan. And so these next, you know, two years are really just grinding, right? Being, being in the community, getting known. I don't advertise. I don't really need to. I just hand business cards out by the handful and I would never need for another job in my life with the way that things are going. But I just want the different jobs. Like you said, the jobs that are, that are bigger and better and more. Complex. Yeah. You're, you're not going to, you're not going to settle for, for (laughs) standard. It it doesn't seem like you're going to be settling anytime soon, Megan. Good for you. No, I I love it. You pretty boring. I love your determination (laughs) um, and your grit your grit. Let's talk about your grit for a minute. And then I'm going to let you get going here soon. Cause I, I, I it's coming up on an hour and I want to be respectful of your time. And I hear your son, um, is, is probably eager to see, see his mom again, <laughs> but what, what was I going to say? Oh, your grit. So many men, I know so many men, tile setters, big burly guys like myself who leave misfits with their tail between their legs or they're crying in the corner and here that was the first group you go to and what do you do you most people say stop being so uh you know people who share their photos and and people you know comment on it and you know i i know some people take it over the line but instead of focusing on that you're like i love it because now i can learn faster i can put my mistakes people are picking it apart but if i take my emotion i mean it sounds like you just took your emotions out of it and you're like i'm just going to use this strictly to learn is that how it was yes yes and no okay uh i did well mostly yes okay I do. I, I post a lot of my stuff on there and I just, because that makes me feel good. It makes me feel good that other contractors that have been doing it, they are so much further along in the game than I am. Mm -hmm. And to have that sort of comfort that, yeah, girl, you're doing it. But then also I do like the fact that people complain and I have been chewed out on misfits. And I have been challenged on misfits and I always send them away with a different perspective. And half the time the admins are like, you need to apologize because there's just so little education when it comes to tile and the business side of it and how you handle yourself and how you handle every situation. And I really think that there's a whole thing in GTP right now about changing the narrative there are so many places that you can change the narrative and no one wants to stand up because they're afraid to stand up. And so I don't, I'm already a female in the industry. You're already going to have a problem with me. Most of the people that are upset are jealous Mm -hmm. and I'm really sorry. If you want to be an amazing towel setter, go be one, but it's not without it's, it's grind pretty much. And you have to be willing to take constructive criticism. I've been learning to be able 
to give construct constructive criticism also because that's a part of the business that I'm always like it looks great. It looks great. No, you're doing fine. Yeah. But what I really, I don't want to do that with everyone because I want to be able to say, look, I know that you are going to take pride in this. Here's where you can expand mm -hmm. and here's where you can do better also, because that's what I'm getting to. And so it really is a huge balance of taking your ego out of it because I don't want to be egotistical If someone else that has been in it for 20 years can teach me something I'm willing to learn. Mm -hmm. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Tell me what other layouts I can do. Tell me anything you want. Just don't be rude yeah. about it. Yeah. We don't have to be that way. And then because I'm a female, don't intimidate me, sweetheart, because I'm a comeback at you, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's not something that I take is intimidation. I have been told I'm one of the most intimidating people on a job site when I put my work clothes on because I just don't take it. Yeah. You can come at me like a professional person with respect and dignity, or you can not come at me at all. Yeah. So I love and if it. I do shut you down, it's going to be very sweet, very nice. I'm not going to swear and call you names. I'm going to tell you how it really is. And hopefully you learn from it. Yeah. But it, it's it's a little rough because I like to just be nice all the time. And so it's a little rough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you just have to persevere. The ego, you got to take that out of it. It's really, it's about the tile. That's really cool. I mean, you're, you're constantly t talking about improving yourself, improving your the way you talk to people, your relationships. It's That's going to be paramount. When you said, I want to give – learn how to give critical, you know, uh, constructive criticism and really build people up is what you were describing there. If you yeah. want to be a leader and you want to own a business and you want uh, apprentices and, and you want to take charge, that is, you're going to, that's going to pay off all that work that you're doing inside these groups, polishing your approach, um, you know, people dealing with people, talking to people, good for you. That I, I everybody who's listened to this last four, 50 minutes, is going to benefit from this, Meg. And I really want to thank you for, you know, sharing this and being so open and true to yourself and the trade and, and you know, being yourself and, and putting it out there and saying, I'm, I got to do this. I don't have a choice. I have to succeed. My, there's no other choice, but to go out there and do this. So this has been really inspiring. I, I really, you know, again, thank you so much. What, um, what's, what's on the horizon for, for you and, uh, your business mosaics? I want to, I want to go to coverings. <laughs> I'm really excited. I want to start getting out and doing some of the things yeah. that I've never seen before. I want to go to the, some of the workshops. I, not a lot of them come into my area. So I really want to expand and get out there. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to get my manuals and dig in because that's, that's just, that's going to be huge for me. And then moving forward, just, I'm starting to branch out a little bit and mosaics is building and I'm building my name in the area and I really want to start strong. And I have, I've only been in for a year and I'm already feeling like I'm going to be one of those respected contractors in the area. And I really want to build 
something that people know when you hear my name or you hear mosaics that they think that's quality Mm -hmm. and that's someone you can trust and you can trust her with your, your dog, your kids, your home, really anything, because that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're in it to improve someone's home, someone's life, a business. We're here to really give someone something to be proud of the way that they want it. And so it really is, a well-rounded kind of education and just perfecting little things that I can do, networking and getting my name out. I really like the fact that I'm moving towards getting my name out nationally and not just in my community, not for a reason of doing work elsewhere, but because I'm seeing how detrimental it can be, especially in these times to just be positive Mm. and to explain things and do things differently than, than they've been done, mm-hmm. kind of change the narrative, that whole, yeah. that whole dialect there. And so just uh, tons of stuff for mosaics, just all of it. That's awesome. <laughs> if you can, anything to further uh, the name and the industry, it's really just industry bound at this point and getting to know uh, what I can do to, like I said, build that empire. I want everyone to know what Mosaics is about, even if it's just me. Mm-hmm. I want it to be sort of a brand of quality and compassion and dignity, integrity. So that's what I'm working on right now. I love it. That sounds really cool. Where, What social media platforms are you on? You're on Facebook, I know. Mosaics with an X. Just yeah, just Facebook. Just Facebook. Okay. Okay. Cool. I don't even know what any of the other ones are. I'm I'm super old school. If I could have a MySpace, it'd be Mosaics at MySpace. <laughs> I think that's so. still around. I think MySpace is still around, actually. But uh, <laughs> that's cool. So for the for the podcast, it's Mosaics with an X C D A, and that's on Facebook. Or Megan, yeah. uh, how is it rank? It's like an ice rink, but it's French. So it's it, so yeah, it's spelled with an E. So rink. Megan Rink. Rink. Okay, Rink. Yeah. Yes. R E N K. If anybody wants to follow her on Inst or uh, Facebook, excuse me, uh, she puts all of her work up there. She's got some great work, incredible work. You can check it out. She's coming at in the groups with positivity and really been, I've been following you. And when I saw some of the things you, you wrote, I said, I have to reach out to Megan. I'd never seen your name before. And I just said, this is somebody who should be on the podcast. And, and then I went and looked at your pictures. I was like, she knows she's doing great. She's doing great. So keep it up. Keep it up. Thank you so much. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Megan, it's been a pleasure. Um, Look forward to checking back in with you and continuing the conversation in, in the Facebook groups. And um, until next time, Megan, you, you keep kicking butt and, and doing what you're doing. You're doing great. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. All right, Tile friends. Well, I hope you enjoyed that discussion as much as I did with Megan. Uh, like I said, she's somebody who she's unstoppable. She is just a ball of fire and she's going to do great in this industry. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, Tile friends. As always, uh, if you want to stay in touch with all things Tile Money, sign up for our newsletter. You can do that in the show notes or by visiting tilemoney.com. We have swag, we have t shirts and hats. Uh, you can order on tilemoney.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter to stay in touch with all things tile money. As always, stay positive out there, tile friends. And above all else, stay positive.